So hi, welcome to the Gnoise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... And I'm Matt from Cascades. And we're some questions say about the upcoming album, Reflections. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? It's been crazy so far, man. Like, the, the singles have done well, so I'm hoping the rest do just as well. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Album fucking rocks. Dude, this album is fucking immaculate. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. I'll been, take that. I'll take that. Been patiently waiting for the full-length announcement because I know it's just been single after single after single. And I've just been like, all right, when is this band going to have the full-length out? And it, it's here now. Um, well, it's, it's, it's here. almost here. Uh, it's announced. It's nearly here. <laughs> it's nearly here. I can't wait for it to come out, man. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Hell yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah. So we decided to call it Reflections because each song is basically a reflection upon one of one of our pasts from the band. Um, so there's a lot. In the first album, a lot of the writing was from me and from my experience and my past experiences and stuff like that. Whereas with this album, it's it's more it's it's from all of us. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff from all of our past and stuff like that. And each song is like reflecting upon a certain time in one of our lives or a certain um, like a certain aspect of, of something happening. Um, so that's why we decided to call it Reflections with the artwork. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was really, um, what's the word, really worried about about the artwork because it's so different from from the first album. I I thought, like, this is a massive, massive change. Um, But then once we got everything back, like, all all the mocks were sent off and come back, I then realised that, like, it fits with, like, the the sound, the mode of the album. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was. I don't really have a lot to do with the artwork because I'm absolutely rubbish at that kind of stuff. Um, ben, I'm not gonna lie. Benji, Benji, and Chris main, mainly did the artwork. Um, and I feel like they did a really good job. All right, as, yeah. lo- as long as you like it, I, I, that's all that matters. Exactly. I do. I do now. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad you've grown to right. like it. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? <laughs> Yeah, so it was very different from the first album because obviously we did we we recorded the first album through through COVID, through lockdown and stuff like that. So this was our first opportunity to actually all be in a real, real studio together um to write the track. So as, as it as it works, Benji will norm, Benji and Craig will normally write write the demos musically and then I'll do like the melodies and stuff over that. We don't really um decide on lyrics and stuff until we're actually in the studio doing the album. Um, so that's normally the way that it goes. And then we went into the studio with Dan Weller, who's an absolute god of a man. His ear is incredible. Um, and then we just worked through the out worked through the songs. I mean, there was a lot of this is really good, this is good, but it's not quite as good as it needs to be. Um, and we also got two other songwriters in as well to help with melodies and stuff like that. So we got Philip from Normandy and we got Tom from uh, Berry Tomorrow. And they just like elevated it to another level because mm-hmm. um, obviously they'll come up with melodies and stuff that will never go through my head and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we'd have like one song and like three different like versions and then we'd like dissect each version to make one whole song. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically what the process was through the whole album. All right. Very cool. Oh, yeah. So would you be able to tell us what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Ooh. That's a right question. Um, I think the the one that took longest to write is my favorite. Uh, my favorite silhouettes. 
which is like the the you know the the quietest song on, on the album mm -hmm. um but that's that song started as literally just like a midi beat like a um and i just wrote like loads of loads of uh different melodies over it so it wasn't like i'm gonna write a chorus a verse a, a chorus that type of thing it was just like here's one verse of melodies here's another verse of melodies um and then we just tied that up into like one of the verses that i wrote actually became the chorus which i was quite surprised at but it works really well now mm -hmm. uh, so that was another thing i was really worried about um so like this doesn't sound like a chorus in my opinion um but then once once we'd done once we'd written all the music behind it, it 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 fit really well. Mm. But that took quite quite a while from like from first hearing it in demo stage to it being done. It must have been like eight months or something like that. Just Jesus just, Christ, just just fucking around with the song just over and over and over again. And then once we feel like we've finished the song, we'll go back for the last time and go through it and try and fine tune anything that we feel could be could be better. Mm -hmm. so, so for that one because i'm sorry because yeah. it did take eight months to do it was it kind of like you were having fun with it in that process or was it kind of nitpicking like getting really frustrated with it uh both i'd say and i'd say that with all the songs we write um there'll be mm -hmm. parts of songs where i'm really happy with and stuff like that and, and then other parts that i um and are over and then like the rest of the band will have to be like chill out this is fine it's fine yeah. um so like the first initial part of changing it from it just being a random beat on a on, on a demo to get writing the guitar bits and stuff like that. That's all really enjoyable. What I don't like is when we keep going back and back and back and back because ma mainly because a lot of the stuff that gets taken out or changed is a lot of the stuff that I really like. <laughs> but it is what it is. Like I we still change a lot of a lot of the stuff that the other boys really like it's all about uh swallowing your pride mm -hmm. and believing mm -hmm. in what other people say about your music do you know what i mean yeah. like if yeah. dan weller if dan weller says something is good and i think it's all right i'm gonna believe his brain in his ear more than i believe my own do you know what yeah. i mean yeah so it's about yeah it's about trusting everyone else in the band and everyone that's connected to the process um but yeah it, it's really fun and then when it gets to the nitpicking bits, it can, it can be really frustrating. But mm -hmm. and by the time it's finished, you really, it's it's all worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah. Uh, so how the tracklist for the album come about? Did you guys write the opening of the opener, close be a closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? The first song we wrote was Guiding Light. And we got like, I think we got to the end of the first chorus and we was like, this has got to be the the, the first single on, mm -hmm. on, on, on the track, which it, which it was. Um, we never really went in, we don't really do that kind of thing. Like, right, this, we need to write a song that opens the album. We need to write one that, that, that ends the album. We'll just write a shitload of songs and the 10 or 11 that make it into the album, we'll decide then which ones work, which ones would work as, a, as an opener and as an ender. And then we'll like add stuff into it to make it feel more like an open. Like we'll add like loads of mm. uh, atmospheric swells and stuff at the start or at the end. You, you know, because in my opinion, normally only opening songs and ending songs, they they're very different compared to the rest of an album. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll take we'll take a song that we feel like this would be a really good opener, and then add add elements to it and layers to it so that it stands out as an opener. Or mm -hmm. as the end of an album. Mm -hmm. So yeah. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotcha. 
Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Oh, dude. Um, so many different places. Um, so we write, we, we, we like to not just write about anything. Like I said, we like to write about our past experience and stuff like that because that's real then and it, it comes across as genuine because it is genuine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But with this album, I was in a hotel room for a month. I spent at least two weeks of it completely on my own in this hotel room, just writing words. So, like, I have to put myself in some really like um, vulnerable places in my head and stuff to be able to get to be able to get the right phrases and the right words, rather than just be like, "I'm so sad," and "This is why," and mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It needs to be more deeper than that. So, when we were like, I basically put myself back where I was in that in that situation of what i'm writing about if that makes sense i word that very well um so yeah like silhouettes silhouettes is about is about feeling claustrophobic around your own life and and not being able to breathe and stuff do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i so i had to take myself back to that to what to what it was that made me feel like that so it kind of feels like you're you're reliving that moment over and over again and obviously some of the moments were really really awful do you know what I mean? And some are really, really good. So they're 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 the really nice ones to write about. Um, but yeah, I can like I'm not lie like I'd sit in tears sometimes right writing lyrics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if it don't do that to me, then then there's something wrong in my in my opinion. If it don't make me feel something really heavy, then 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 there's something wrong. But I go through like every emotion you you could think of, and then I go through, and then I always go through it again when I'm taking the lyrics to the boys. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. again, there'll be a part that I really think's really good, but they always say to me like, "My writing style is really on the nose," mm-hmm. which, which to me I think is fine. Um, yeah, but to a lot of other people, it, it can be a bit too much. Do you, mm. do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. So yeah. I so I'm always I'm always they all they're always dialing me back. Um so sometimes like we'll have to take out some really heavy stuff, mm. um, which really fucking annoys me at the time. But it's for the great it's for the greater good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, man, like I go I go through every emotion you could think of. All right. Uh, personally, as a listener, I appreciate when the lyrics are super on the nose. I don't really like to dig for the meaning. Just tell me what the fucking song means, you know? So, I totally, yeah. I totally fucking agree with that. I like, totally agree. Like, I just want, I just want to know what the artist was feeling, and like, if it gives me that emotion, so be it. If not, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. trying to fucking like read between the lines, bro. Like, I'm not in English class. Like, yeah. I'm listening yeah, to music. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, dude. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but when we're talking, and I, I, I don't want to dig too deep here, um, but like when we're talking about digging up these emotions, like how do you kind of cope with, you know, digging up these really dark things? And if you don't want to touch on that, that's fine. No, no, it's fine. Um, I don't know how I cope with it, dude, to be fair. Like, I don't really think of it like that. I just put myself in that situation and it takes me where wherever it takes me um the thing that brings me back is is, is when i know that that is when that is that when i know it's easily comprehensible like i could take some lyrics to to the boys and they'll be like this is too on the nose this is too on the nose but i know what you're writing about and i know that it's real type of thing do you know what i mean mm-hmm. that Absolutely. makes sense and and oh, oh sorry continue. no no you were going you were okay. going you were going um 
when we're talking about like just the writing process and the recording process in general, you're, you're mentioning songs that you had for eight months, but you're mentioning writing the lyrics in the hotel room. So like, was it a mixture of having songs for the studio and also writing while you were in the studio with silhouette, like a one-off where you brought to like, how many songs did you go into the studio with? How many did you kind of write in the studio? So we'll go into the studio, dude. Like we're one of them bands where if we're really into what we're writing at the time and it's flowing really well, we could go into this, we could go into the studio with like full demos. Do you know what I mean? But like we did with the first album, but with this one, because we were touring so much and stuff before and we didn't have as much time as we'd liked to have been able to do that process. Mm. So we like with this album, went into the studio with like, I don't know, like 17, 18 demos, probably five full, fully written demos. And the rest are just like either chorus, verse, chorus, or, you know, just an idea, like an acoustic idea on a voice recorder and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if we know it, and because sometimes if I really like something I've written as a demo, I'll write lyrics to it, mm-hmm. but I'll not, I'll not put my all into it. Do you know what I mean? Just so that there's a, there's a, there's a baseline there to work off. Um, and then, man, with these songs, the lyrics must have been rewrote each track like at least three, four, possibly five different times. Oh, damn. Um, and then we were still like, right, this track's finished. And then it'll be like a month down the line and I'll listen to the track and I'll be like, oh, yeah, but... No, it's not. <laughs> that, can, that, that, can be be- that can be better. So let's go back. And like the boys mm-hmm. hate me for doing that. But... Like like they say, a song is never finished. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. I mean, like you can always keep going and keep going and keep going. You need someone to rein you in, or you need to know when to step away from it. Um, so yeah, like a lot of the tracks would have just been like baseline melodies, like not even words. Do you know what I mean? Just mumbling. Mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. Um, and then other ones would be would be full lyrics. But even if we go into the album with a full set of lyrics for a song, it'll never ju- it'll never stay like that. They'll always get changed and swapped mm. around and cut and stuff like that. So it's like I said, you never you never finished with with the process. Fair enough. Absolutely understood. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you do in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is the workout album party album? What do you personally recommend? I think I think it'd be a good working out album. Um, but if it if it was me, I'd I'd either want to be on my own, stereos on, nice dim lighting and stuff like that, or I'd want to be like listening to it for the first time, like with with my friends. One of one of them two would would be the best way because there's a lot of like sing along parts and stuff on this album, whereas mm-hmm. there wasn't as there wasn't as many in the first album. Um, I like to say that the last album was a was a was a sad little emo album, <laughs> and uh, this one's a bit more of a party banger. Okay. Makes sense. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Heavy, fun, energetic. Energetic. Fuck yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, and in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I just want them to enjoy it, dude. Like, if, if they like it, I, wa- I want them to enjoy it. I want them to not have to skip a track or anything like that. Um, so yeah, but I want them. I want the listeners to hone in on what we've added to to this album compared to the first album. There's a lot more layers of like synth synth wave, and there's quite a few more poppy elements in there. Like I said, some more chanty elements, sing along elements. So I'd want people to just listen out for the differences 
and um, honing on on the emotion that's still there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, so are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? I'd always say the standout moments of writing an album is when is when you get to either the fin- the final product or or the nearly finished product. And you listen to it and you know that you kn- and you you know that you can be proud in what in what you've done. Mm. You know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really, I mean, a few songs like, because I'm still learning as a frontman to be a frontman and, and to sing in different styles. Because before this band, it, I normally did like acoustic music and stuff like that, all major wow. and nice, happy, happy stuff. So mm-hmm. learning how to sing in different, uh, more minor stuff uh, uh, and stuff like that is has been a challenge for me. Um, and it, it, you could see it in some of the songs I was, I was writing to on this album. Um, so that's why I'm really glad we had Philip and 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 Tom on hand as well because they're obviously they've been in this industry a while and they they do this type of thing, um, and I learned so much from them as well. Like sometimes you can you can sing us you can start singing a song and be like right I feel like it needs to be like this and be like that but you can't make it that way, and the only reason I've realized now is that you can't do it that way is because you're in your own fucking head all the time about it. Whereas if you just put it on and just sing to it and whatever comes out is normally is normally the best stuff that you're going to come up with do you know what I mean so I've learned to like believe in my own ability and stuff like that mm-hmm. the, the most from this album all right it's fucking awesome good and you know you just mentioned originally you were doing like a, an acoustic kind of thing have you always like been a fan of metalcore or did you kind of fall into this Yeah and no. Um, I kind of fell into being in the band, like come from nowhere really. Um, but I've always been in. I've always. I'm one of them. I'm one of them music listeners, right? That will go mad for a year on a certain type of genre, mm-hmm. yep. and then it'll completely flip the next year. So it always started with like acoustic music, folk music. Then it went into like back into pop punk from when I was a kid, and then it went into like a day to remember. So mm-hmm. my the older I the older I've gotten, the more heavier my music taste has gotten yeah um so i say no i wasn't massively into like hardcore or, or metalcore or anything like that when i was when i was younger i was I went to green day blink 182 yeah. and okay. newton fault like acoustic stuff like that um so yeah it was mad like i've been in one band before this but that was like really pop punky stuff as well so it was it was a massive massive change when I got into this band. It's... And the first song we ever wrote was Crashing Down, which is probably the heaviest song we've ever written as well. So it... It, it, I was dropped in the deep end. Definitely. Absolutely. It's always <laughs> so wild to, to me to like chat with, especially it feels like the metal scene, especially is like mm-hmm. so many people in the bands are like, I mean, I like metalcore or I like the genre that we play, but it's like I listened to it when I was 15 when the band was made, but not mm-hmm. all these years later. It's yeah. like I'm I'm, yeah. I'm like, you know, interviewed Spencer from Underworld. Now he's got like an indie pop project that he fucking does. Exactly. And he's like, that's what I yeah. listen to. Not this, not what we're making. And it, it's exactly. always just so wild to me. Yeah, like fucking I'm pre- country I'm, or I'm, something. I'm pretty crazy on drum and bass at the minute, which is a bit, which is a bit wild. I absolutely love that stuff. Um <laughs> So I'm, I'd, I'd want to put that in our music too, but I don't think the boys would do that. 
<laughs> I mean, you could always you could always try something. You know yeah. that that gives you variety, yeah. and that's also the, the good part of hearing like when metalcore bands or just you know heavier bands are like, I actually don't listen to this. I listen to fucking country, and in this album, we actually took a lot of influence from country because mm. it always just gives it that extra that extra little spice that you don't get from people who like only listen to the genre that they play in. I think we fall into that category a, a little bit because Benji, who's who's the main the main songwriter, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't really he likes metal music as a lot, but he never listens to it. It will always him listening to like John Mayer, <laughs> or like really really like eighties yeah. disco pop and stuff like that. So that's 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 where we got like the synthy side of our music from recently, yeah. from him, you know, listening to um, I I don't know. Yeah. music and stuff like that. I, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense because like you guys are surrounded by that kind of music, but it just it doesn't it I don't think I'll ever understand that like you're surrounded mm-hmm. by that music but you don't listen to that kind of music. Like just it, it's weird, isn't it? It's so weird to me. Yeah. But like it make it makes sense in a certain extent cuz like you're sick of it. You're around it all the fucking time, but at the same time it's like you also make that kind of music. So don't you want to know what the other bands are doing? But I guess you know, you don't want too many influences. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't really go out my way to, to try and find music anymore. Cause like you said, like after being on the road for six weeks and coming home, like the last thing I want to do is hear more <laughs> fucking electric guitars. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I always love it when I'm listening to, you know, like random radio stations on Spotify or, or my friends have got music on and something new comes on and it just grabs you. Mm-hmm. That's the type of music that I like to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I got into like loads of drum and bass and stuff like that. Cause someone just played it one day and I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, t- I totally get where you're coming from, man. Like I know a lot of musicians that will, that will come home and they just won't fucking listen to me. They'll, they'll do everything they can to stay away from all music possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Thankfully, I'm not like that. I still haven't picked my acoustic up since I got back off tour, though. I must admit. Hey, leave that shit. You're good. Up. You guys good. like just got home, so I think I think it's okay. I know, right? We go <laughs> away in three weeks again. So, <laughs> Jesus, I need um, a nap. Yeah. So for this question, we want you to picture you're on tour. You're at gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, dude, dill pickle lays. Yes. Woo! Not enough people Shit. say those. I fucking love them. They are the best crisps. In, I'm fucking crisp mad. Like, <laughs> if I if I could live on crisps alone, I would. Um, but dill pickle crisps, man. Oh my god, you can't get them in this country. I couldn't find them in Europe either. So I'm gonna have to wait till I come back to America. Yeah, they're they're plentiful around here. For a while, I couldn't find them anywhere. They're back though. They're everywhere, dude. Dude, I nearly I nearly bought a pack off Amazon before <laughs> before I went on tour, right? A fucking bag like that big. Like Oh my 20, god. 20, <laughs> 27 pounds. Like fuck that. No way. No way. That <laughs> shit will last you like a year. Like oh, that's no. fucking Go, go dude, fucking stale. No. Last me a day. <laughs> a day. I will <laughs> fucking smash through them like no tomorrow. Yeah, they're oh my they're god. so good. What about I don't know if they have them over there or if you've tried them at all the 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 limon? Lay's potato mm. chips? I don't think so. They're not called Lay's over here. They're called Walkers. Okay, true. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. But no, I don't I don't, I don't I don't think so, man. If if you stumble Are across them or next time you're over here and you see them, highly recommend those as well. Yeah. I, th- that's like my light, my one two yeah. punch is the dill pickle and the, the limon. That those are the two I go for. Yeah, but it's gonna be hard to beat dill pickle, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's completely I really, fair. I really like paprika though as well. 
Everyone keeps saying that. I've never tried it because they're not over oh, here. So, dude, so good. Don't buy my thumbs on there. Oh, so good though. Paprika crisps are. It's all everyone eats in in Europe, crisp wise. It's all mm-hmm. you can find. Interesting. Okay, we might have to. We might have to invest in those, Shane. I don't gonna, know. One of us has to, to fly a, over. We're gonna have to take a trip over a podcast trip. Over. Dude, <laughs> dude, it'd be the best decision you will ever make. Oh, completely worth it. Look <laughs> <laughs> at chips. <I> like <laughs> uh, so, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be, and why? Wow, what a question! Right, it's pretty deep. I think it'd be like a like a double dish. Because me, me and James really like trashy, cheap food. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a play. Have you ever heard of Weatherspoons? I've heard of it. Yeah. So it, it's like a really cheap restaurant chain in, in England that me and James absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Because the food's crap, but it's really cheap. And it's really cheap to get really drunk there as well. So that's obviously why we love it. But mm-hmm. the rest of the boys will not even step foot in a Weatherspoons. So half of it would probably be like an, an ing- fish and chips or something. And then the other half would probably be like a Thai. They they like a lot of like Oriental food, mm-hmm. so so I think they'd probably win. So it'd probably be like 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 a ramen or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. Oh, yeah. with, York, with Yorkshire puddings in it. Mm. <laughs> that that's, is the, most, you that you was the most British thing I think I've <laughs> ever like heard. Completely fucking lost you. <laughs> like we were ready to move on, and you were just like something something pudding, and I'm like that is Yorkshire puddings. Yorkshire puddings. Fucking, wait, I'm sorry. Do you guys actually microwave them? Because I've seen it on Great British Baking Show and they fucking microwaved it. It was a challenge. And I'm they're like, this is how it's traditionally made. And that fucking that made me sick to my no, stomach. Is that true? That's that's bullshit. No way. You oven cook them. I've never known anyone microwave Yorkshire. Dude, pudding. it was a whole day. They were like, All right, today you make Yorkshire pudding. And it was like they just put it like fucking in the microwave and like a like a bowl. And I was like, What the fuck are you guys doing over there? <laughs> It made me sick. I couldn't. Yeah, I had to turn off. Yeah, the TV. mate. Yeah, mate. That's not normal. That. <laughs> not they're they're lying to you on American they're television. Fucking... <laughs> Dude, oh, it's probably it, oh, it's probably all the fucking posh people do it. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, fucking yeah. whatever the hell his name is, uh, blue eye guy on fucking Great British Bake Off. I hate that. Blue eye guy. <laughs> whatever his name is. Paul oh, Hollywood. I know, I know Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, because he gets paid a shitload of money to eat fucking food. Dude, I'm jealous of like that. Yeah. Uh, Except let me yeah. do that shit. Yeah, man. I was I thinking like the worst thing in the world and tell the world it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking mm-hmm. that last night because I found out that there are like people that their job is to review fragrances. I would oh love to get paid a shitload well, of money to smell to shit. Smell shit. Yeah. yeah right. Like this why, smells why, bad. Wine, this wine tasters. Yeah. Why? Oh, why am I yeah. working my fucking ass off when I can go mm. smell fragrances or drink wine or eat food and make a shitload of money for it? I think those people piss me get, off. Get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them guys. Um. So for the last couple questions, we're gonna shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if oh, you're on shit. death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, what would my last meal be? Mm-hmm. It, it'd be it'd be a sirloin steak with potatoes and a Red Bull. Oh, <laughs> nice. damn. You're going to be fucking buzzed and like ready for that shit, huh? I need a buzz before I fucking die, mate. Don't I? I... Sure. <laughs> I mean, fuck, if that's if you want to be completely well aware of everything that's happening. Hell yeah, man. Oh, man. I, love, I just love Red Bull. 
you have like a favorite flavor i tried my first red bull like a couple weeks ago i was not the biggest fan but really just i was talking to someone the other day about this i i didn't even know they had different flavored red bulls so you've just been drinking the fucking what is it cherry is that the original no, I don't know what the original. I is. thought the original I, was just I, I acid it, flavored. I, I've yeah, never heard I was about to say like we just we just call it fucking batch acid. <laughs> that's, right. good, that's fucking accurate. Though. Yeah. yeah. Oof. But yeah, hell yeah, fucking disgusted in myself that I love flavored batch acid, man. That's fucking gross. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I used to be mad on pink monsters. Though. Have you ever had one of them? I've not. I've never oh. tried a monster. I'm scared I'm gonna like it. Oh the sweet this the sweetest thing you'll ever drink in your life, but it's so good. It's so good. It's what is so what's the pink? Good. Is it like pink lemonade or something? No, it's like uh shit, I can't remember. Uh I can't remember. Wait, wait, I'm gonna Google it. Okay, okay. Pink monster is it's pipeline punch. It's called the f- whatever the fuck that means. That's just <laughs> keyword for we flavored Fucking the battery acid. A, <laughs> punching a pipe. Dude, whatever the hell that is. Punching yeah. a pipe. It's good Oof. shit though. It's good hell shit. yeah. All right. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? The world in Avatar. Last Airbender or Pandora? Blue people. No, the Avatar. Pandora. Pandora. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be near that. That I don't really know a lot about it. That that, that tree that like lives. Oh yeah, tree yeah. of life or yeah. I just be connected. Yeah. I just be connected to that shit all the time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yeah, you just want to lay under there. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's cool as fuck. Yeah. Did you see the the newest one? The I've not. I've not. Seen, I've I I was gonna watch it, but then someone told me it was like really. It wasn't very good. So I, didn't I was. I was just about to say that. I watched it. Genuinely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Beautiful. Fuck. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, gorgeous movie. But the plot was just, like, yeah. really bad. And it's three <laughs> hours. Like, over three hours. I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? I fell asleep. Apparently, it, it proper... Um, it didn't do very well in the cinemas, like, money-wise and stuff as well. They lost a shitload of money, apparently. Apparently. I mean, I mean it's hard to top what the first one did. Which yeah. is still the highest grossing movie. Exactly. Yeah, Insane, yeah. right? Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I think it's mad how long it took them to make them. I like, mean, this one, didn't they like... fucking shit this one out? Or have they been working on it since, like, the first one? I don't know. I, I heard they don't, they'd already started on it since before the first one came out. Because it took them, like, ten years or something to make the first one, didn't it? Holy shit. I mean, if they're three-hour-length about... films, I mean, yeah, when you think about they... how long it takes <laughs> them to make a 90-minute movie, yeah, double they, that. They, didn't, have, they yeah. didn't actually have, like, the technology available to make it how they wanted it, you know, to, to make it look how they wanted it to look or something. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. shit like that, anyway. Hmm. The, but, yeah. Everything behind those movies fascinate me. I've never watched them, though. I don't have the time, the, the, the attention span for that. I can fucking summarize both of them for you. After this call, like She's seconds. like, I got you in five minutes. <laughs> Not got even your back, bro. Oh, um, so I thought of asking the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? I'd say like a violet. Ooh. Nice. Mm. It's a very soft color. It's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, or salmon pink. Oh, another nice. very soft color. Fuck yeah. I'm a soft guy, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Little puppy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, well, we go on tour in August in America. 
Um, so that's going to be a dope one. And um, we also have our album coming out August 11th. So we told you Bless the Fall. And then like literally like nine days later, our album comes out. So Jesus. it's going to be a, a dope August. So yeah, Hell go yeah. check it out. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sound. It's been Matt from Caskets and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>